Hey friends, just want to let you know that in light of the contents of today's chapter, I would recommend listening to this episode yourself before listening with kids around. Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Morgan Elliott. Hey guys. Hey, I am so glad you're here, Morgan. I I know you. We've met before, crossed paths. I would love to hear, as we typically do on the podcast, your story and where you're at today. Yeah, so I came to know the Lord um, during my freshman year at college. I went to K-State, go Cats. And before that, I had a really skewed image of who God was. I thought he was really distant, thought he knew me but didn't know anything about me at the same time. And then, yeah, my freshman year, um, one of my friends shared the gospel with me through um, the verse Romans 6.23. And after accepting Christ, um, just had a totally different image of who God was. And I've been walking with him since. And so now— I have the honor and joy of being in Dallas, and I work with trains. Trains. Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a customer delivery manager, and so it's— For actual trains. For actual trains, rail cars on trains. If you have any questions about tank cars or hopper cars— I don't even know what that means. That's great. (laughs) But that's what you do. That is what I do. It's such a gift. It's not at all what I thought I'd be doing. Yeah, I was going to ask, have you always loved trains? Um, Do you love trains? <laughs> it's a no. That was definitely a no. Well, my mom worked in rail for 25 okay. years. So so you were around it. Yeah. I have a Christmas tree with trains, ornaments, and yeah, fun fact. So, Do you work for the same company as your mom? No. Her I, rival company. Yeah. We, Wait, actually? Well, we're kind of like partner companies. Like we make their okay. rail cars, okay. but we're not the railroad. But yeah, I work with a lot of older people. So it's fun getting to be a light in that workspace, even though it's not at all what I thought I'd be doing out of college. The, the Lord is funny. I what did you say. study? I studied human development and family sciences. And wow. Most people like have engineering degrees and business degrees and supply chain management, and I'm like, I'm really good at conflict, um, conflict resolution. So, <laughs> but you need that in the workplace. But we need that in the workplace. But yeah, it's I love it, good. Morgan. If somebody wanted to meet you on a Sunday, where could they find you? <laughs> if they, if they're listening to this and they're thinking, man, I really want to learn about this train girl. Oh my goodness, <laughs> where should they go? Um. Well, on Sundays, I'm usually at church and out at lunch, but when Well, which out, service? I usually go to the 1115 service. Okay, you sleep in, you're one of those? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll sometimes like I'll meal prep in the morning, make oh, the nice. most okay, of my morning. Okay, a productive morning? Uh-huh. Honestly, there's so many people at the 9 a.m. Uh-huh. That's good. Stay yep. at the 1115. Yep. Well, that's where all my friends go because they serve during the 9. I'm like, all right, I'll have a slower morning because I serve at other places. The um, Collective? Mm-hmm. And? Yep, I work at the Collective and on Frontlines. Frontlines, so, cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Well, I say we jump right in. We'll swan dive right into it. And you got, Morgan, <laughs> a a tougher chapter yeah, to swab, swan dive into. Yeah, it's meaty. That's for so, sure. So let's kind of walk through, mm-hmm. summarizing what's happening. There's kind of two critical incidents in this chapter with Lot and his daughters. Why don't you read verses in the NLT, if you would, four through eight for us? All right. So it says, But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, 
Where are the men who come to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and are under my protection. All right, so summarize for us what's happening there. Well, these men are coming to Lot's house, and Lot is begging them um, not to, um, what is it? Attack his guests. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's interesting. They, they're pursuing homosexual relationship with mm-hmm. these men who are actually angels. Right. And then Lot shares that he has two virgin daughters. Do what you want with them, but please leave these men alone. So it's almost saying, hey, I have these women who are virgins, but it's almost like he'd rather have them have sex with his daughters than with these men. Yeah. Which it just sounds crazy. It, it is. I mean, it is. It's like dad with his little girls mm-hmm. and these ang- this angry mob shows up at his door. And yeah. he's like, let me appease these really mad people. Yeah. Take my girls. Which I think in this day and age just sounds crazy. You can question, like, where was God in this moment? Like, why did he allow this to happen? And I don't know if you yeah. want to answer that question. Yeah, or... I'd love to. I mean, I think in this incident, we see Lot mess up, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really, I, I, would, I would use the word, like, disgusting, mm-hmm. what the wickedness we see in his heart. Let's let's camp out there for a second. So, Scripture isn't saying that Lot offering up his daughters was good. Right. In fact, I would even argue that this this passage suggests the opposite because the mm-hmm. angels say, "Hey, actually, get your whole family out of here. We're not doing this. Right. I'm going to destroy this city. Like, mm-hmm. go get go on get. You know, he 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 sent the angels send them out who are from God, and the question then. I'm re- I wrestle with is why would God save Lot if he's willing to do this egregious act? Wh- why would why wouldn't the angels let Lot be burned up with the mob? Mm-hmm. And in Second Peter two verses seven through eight, Lot is actually called righteous. This verse says, "And if God rescued righteous Lot, immediate question mark." Yeah, we're reading in Second Peter, righteous Lot. What? <laughs> why is he righteous if he's doing such? Yeah. yeah, horrible things. Oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men, for by what he saw and heard that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day with their lawless deeds. Mm. So how is this possible? Okay, we know. Like, let me ask you, Morgan. How is someone made right with God? How are they declared righteous? Just in general, big picture. Made right with God. I mean, I think one, just accepting Christ and just choosing him over anything else over our, over ourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, accepting Christ. Like we put our faith in Jesus as the mm-hmm. Messiah, life, death, burial and resurrection, having confessed our sins. We believe the gospel. And in the Old Testament, people were saved with this forward-looking faith. They believed that the Messiah would come. So Abraham, Genesis 15:6, Abraham believed God. It was counted to him as righteousness. And so it's likely because mm-hmm. Abraham was Lot's uncle, it's likely that Abraham shared this truth, these promises God had made with Lot, and he made this profession of faith. Because even in the Old Testament, 
People weren't saved by their works. So he's declared righteous. He's in right standing with God. But that doesn't mean he's walking in a moral righteousness, that he's living rightly. But his eternity secured. Mm-hmm. It's not going away. Right. So that's that teaches me something about the character of God. Because right. I'm like, dang, okay, God can say that Lot was righteous, not based off his behaviors, but based off his belief, which is true in our own lives today. And I'm like, thank goodness God declares us righteous because of our our beliefs. Uh, and then I, I'd say we do have to explain what what we see here because I know you would agree, Morgan, mm-hmm. his behaviors in this chapter don't match up right. with the right living a believer should be walking in. Right. I would not have considered um, Lot's actions as righteous as it said in Second Peter, like yeah. you said earlier. Yeah, like, is Second Peter wrong? What, what's, like, what's up with this? I know God's word doesn't and, contradict yeah. itself. And then but... we keep reading. So why don't you read 32 through 34? Awesome. It says, come, let's get him drunk with wine, and then we will have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk with wine, and the old, older daughter went in and had intercourse with her father. He was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. The next morning, the older daughter said to her younger sister, I had sex with our father last night. Let's get him drunk with wine again tonight, and you go and have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. Okay, so this chapter gets worse and worse. Yep. Really. They, I mean, summarize what's happened. So they escape the city. They escape the city. And, I mean, fast forward to this section. It talks about, um, is it Lot's oldest daughter having sex with him? Like getting, yeah, with getting dad. drunk and having sex with dad to continue the family line, which I, yeah, that is just wild. Yeah, I mean, she literally thinks they're the only people left on left on earth mm-hmm. because the city, you know, burned up and, yep. and whatever. The Got Questions website in regard to this passage says that they saw the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and they believed, or the destruction of Sodom, and they believed we're the only people left on earth. They're trying to preserve the family line, as you said. So why did Lot have sex with his own mm-hmm. daughters? He got drunk. Duh. Yes, his daughters conspired to get him drunk, but... They wrote, Lot willingly drank, and when he was drunk, he lost what little control and common sense he had. And this is the final step in Lot's backsliding. And so that's that's the word they use in this article to describe this departure from righteous living. So they're like, hey, Lot is this guy who once lived with his family, mm-hmm. and then he moved to this his family of believers, mm-hmm. Uncle Abraham, who mm-hmm. believed God was counted as righteousness. And he moved to Sodom. And in Genesis 19.1, we read that he sat in the gate. And what that means is that he had entered into the society of Sodom and he was a judge there. And so he, he was living in this culture that was incredibly pagan. And it's likely that these pagan ideas over time influenced him. Now, I'm not reading that explicitly in the text. Right. Um, and the authors of this article are drawing some conclusions. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, hey, logically, it makes sense. He's living in the city. He's really involved. He's working as a judge. And they don't like him because he's a hypocrite. So there's pressure to conform. But also, if they don't like him because he's a hypocrite, we know he's not living this faithful life 
perfectly if they're saying he's a hypocrite. And then we see in this chapter his his character crumble, mm-hmm. really. Uh, and at the end of the day, the lesson we can learn, the article concludes, is that when a person has too much to drink, he doesn't make good choices and loses control of his morals and operates out of the sinful, carnal nature. Mm-hmm. As a result of the incest, two children were born, and these two children are the fathers of two nations that have been at odds at, at odds with and the source of much suffering to Israel down through history. And so this one sinful choice had consequences that lasted a generation because it created a lot of conflict in the family. They were operating outside of God's intent, which is crazy. As we conclude, Morgan, mm-hmm. how do you live differently or think about God differently because of what you read in this chapter? I think— One thing that I took away from this was definitely what it means to live with God in righteousness. I think what you're describing earlier versus the Old Testament versus the New Testament, what it means to live in righteousness are two very different things. It's one thing, our actions are one thing, but God looks at our heart too. Um, But I think another thing from this chapter was a lot in isolation, not being surrounded by believers, like being isolated from Mm -hmm. other believers and away from community is... I mean, it's crucial that we have community and being like-minded or else, yeah, just crazy things would happen in isolation. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Morgan, thank you for being here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.